This is day one of five. I'm believing God by the end of these five days. Your financial situation will have changed. I'm believing God, majority of us will have seen the promise of God in our hands. I'm also believing God, even if you will not have seen, you'll have, you'll have got the title deed for it, which is your faith. Faith is the title deed to show that you already possess. Dominion is a function of what you know. Dominion is a function of what you know. What you know allows you to dominate. What you don't know causes you to perish. What you know enables you to do what? Say dominate. Say dominate. Say dominate. What you don't know causes you to perish. The Bible says two things. You shall know the truth. And the truth you know shall do what? Set you free. So it is not truth that sets you free. Is it that truth that you know? The presence of truth alone cannot set you free. You must have an intimate interaction with that truth. You must know it. The word to know is not to be aware mentally. The word to know is to have intimate relationship with. It is the same word that the Bible says, Adam knew Eve. Eh? Doesn't mean Adam suddenly discovered you are Eve now. Eh? You, Eve. Now I know you. What's your name, Eve? Ah, now you're my acquaintance. This is, what the, this is not what it means. It means Adam. The word no means to have carnal knowledge of. Eh? Sorry, Vanangi. So you must have proper knowledge of this truth. You and this truth must interact and become one. Is that okay? You must interact and become one. You must know the truth. And that truth that you know, that is the truth that sets you free. People are going free. People are going free in the precious name of Jesus. You shall know the truth and the truth you know, it shall set you free. So it's possible to be aware of a truth but not know it. It's possible to be aware but not know it. The proof that you know is your freedom. If you know, we will see that you know. How will we see that, you know? You'll be free. Am I talking? So long as you're not free, you don't know. However much you're aware of it, you still need to interact more with it. You shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. Then the Bible also says, this is John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The Bible also says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. 
So what you know sets you free. What you don't know causes you to perish. Am I talking? This is why we have organized this five-day seminar to allow you to interact with truth about wealth. Say so here. They're here. To allow you to interact with truth about wealth. A Christian, part of our dominion mandate is financial dominion. You must normalize being rich. You must normalize being rich. Being rich is your default settings. Someone is thinking I've not paid rent. Are you talking? Being rich is your normal settings. It's for your factory settings, it's riches, riches. So I don't want to call it blessing. We must call it what it is. What is it? Rich wealth. Why? Because in around Christian circles, people are scared to say the word wealth. Because it has been made. Like either you're wealthy or you're holy. Either you're wealthy or you're holy. You must choose one. But you cannot be both. Our Christian brethren have taken it is either you have wealth or you have God. So wealthy people are automatically seen as evil. And Christian people like us who talk about wealth are seen as carnal. We don't like heaven as much as others. So we want to have our own on this earth. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being a priest for me. Do you know what a priest does? A priest prays for other people. It means if you don't have knowledge, even your prayers for others cannot be, because there's a certain body of knowledge you must know to get your prayers answered. This is not my teaching. My teaching is this. We must normalize having wealth in the body. The body of Christ. We must normalize having wealth in the body of Christ and still be holy. And still be holy. And still be holy. The wealth of the world that God created did not create for heathens. He created for his children. Am I talking? He created for who? For his children. So the Bible says, I've seen an error under the sun, and in this error, princes, slaves are riding on horses. Princes are walking on foot. It means the people who are supposed to be wealthy, they are busy suffering. And the ones who are supposed to be suffering because they don't know God, those are the ones on horses. Those are the ones of limousines, uh, Ferrari, the nice, nice cars. God calls this an error. There is an evil. God says this is an, it's an evil. 
There's an evil under the sun as an error proceeding from the ruler. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. Folly is set in great dignity while the rich sit in lowly place. It means these people are rich, but they are not exhibiting the riches. Say here. By inheritance, they are meant to be rich. But by fact, they are poor. I have seen servants on horses while princes walk on ground like servants. God called this an evil. This is an error and it is happening under the sun even now. Your own life is an example. This must be turned around. This must be turned around in the precious name of Jesus. This must be turned around in the precious name of Jesus. We must be set free. I said we must be set free. But our freedom is on the platform of the truth that we know. You cannot... Faith will begin where the will of God has been established. You cannot have faith so long as you don't know what the will of God concerning an issue is. You must be convinced that it is God's will for you to prosper. You must be convinced that it is God's will for you to have more than enough. It is not greed. See, you laugh Somebody said, someone said, so long as I have a house to live, I eat, I'm not uh, going hungry, my kids go to uh, a modest school, I am okay. It is not true. I'm not okay. I'm not. If there is more on this earth, I want it. I will not settle for less. There's a song like that. I will not settle for less. The people who set off for less, they are waiting for heaven. They are waiting for what? Thinking they will enjoy in. But I showed you the other day, if you cannot overcome here, you will not overcome in heaven. Lazarus and uh, Abraham and the poor man are a case in point. They died and went to heaven and the rich man started sending Lazarus in heaven to go and get him water. The man's poverty went with him to eternity. So if you are thinking, and this is a story Jesus told, eh? So if you are thinking your enjoyment, you are saving it for heaven, you will be surprised. Your faith must overcome here. You, will, you are going to learn faith anyway. Whether you learn it here or you learn it in heaven. You are, in heaven, there are people who are still being taught faith because they were walking by sight here. They are born again, but they didn't develop their faith. You will not skip classes. This faith, you must develop it. It is better to do it here. Rather than go to heaven and uh, you, you see PFA's house and you think, but I was also in TOT. You're on, you're walking by sight. And he cried, say, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the... <laughs> Can you see the arrogance? The man is in hell. He's burning, eh? This Jesus talking, so we know this is true. He's... The man is doing what? Burning, he's in hell. He's talking to Abraham. He's saying Abraham must have mercy on him, eh? Abraham must have mercy on him. 
So Abraham must send who? Lazarus. So that Lazarus can go get water and take to him. Are you seeing? I have a question. Why didn't you tell Abraham bring water to me? Why must only Lazarus be sent? Because Abraham was rich. Abraham was? So his riches were speaking for him even in heaven. But Lazarus was poor. So his poverty, he was marked poor person. This is uh, poor people in uh, my tent. <laughs> collect water and send it to people in hell. The Bible says, to him who overcomes is the one who receives a reward. To him who overcomes. Not the one who just gets saved and enters heaven like a naked person with nothing to show. You know, there are some people who will enter heaven, the Bible says, like a man escaping through fire. Everything else will be burnt. You are the one who was saved. And it's because of Jesus. There's nothing you came with. There are such people in heaven. You see them and say, hey, I know you, you came with nothing. Say so here. So your faith must be developed. You must, exercise, you must learn how to reach out in faith and grab things. God created you to function this way. If you're not functioning by faith, you're malfunctioning. Any human being who is not living by faith is malfunctioning. You are created to live by faith. Your victory is faith. Jesus, the book of John, the Apostle John says, this is the victory, even our faith. So faith is your victory. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So there'll be thrones in heaven. You're a king, so you must have a throne. Is that okay? But some thrones will be very small because your kingdom jurisdiction will be very little because you didn't do anything. You're only the boss of your own house. Sit, I am a king. Where's your kingdom? This area here. When you enter here, you must bow to me. <laughs> the Bible talks about a man who fears the Lord. It says, wealth and riches will be in his house. Then it says, and his righteousness endures forever. So it is possible, biblically, to have wealth and riches in your house and still have an everlasting Righteousness that endures forever. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. It says wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. This is the kind of person you are. I said, this is the kind of person you are. Wealth and riches are in your house. And yet still your righteousness endures forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
So let nobody make you feel nervous about wanting to be rich. Nobody who does more than you can criticize you. Do you know that? Anybody who's doing more than you are doing, they don't have time to criticize. The only people who criticize people are people who are doing less. Anyone who is achieving more targets, doing more, helping more people than somebody else will not have time to criticize them. Psalm 112 verse 3. Wealth and start from verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who, greatly, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. So you mean your kids are already blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. So it is possible, according to God, to have wealth and riches inside your house and also be righteous. Why am I starting here? Because Christianity, we have been told, you have to make a choice. Either worship God or worship money. You can't have both. It is a lie. It's possible to have both. In fact, you are more useful to God if you have both. Do you know that? You are more useful to God if you have both. Why? Because however righteous you are, however wise you are, if you don't have wealth, your wisdom will be despised. The Bible says, it says, the wisdom of the poor, nobody listens. It doesn't matter whether you are speaking with wisdom of angels. If you don't have pocket to back up your wisdom. Poverty is not a blessing. And all that. Yes, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 says, now there was found in it a poor wise man. And he, by his wisdom, he delivered the city. Yet nobody remembered, no one remembered that same poor man. Next verse. Then I said, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. So even though wisdom is better, but it is better to be wise with money. It's true now. Because people assume if you are really wise, your wisdom should have brought you wealth. If it has not brought you wealth, then your wisdom is fake, so nobody listens. Fake wisdom. You're just talking, and there's nothing to show. Fake. It's true. Have you seen those people who are political analysts along the street? In my opinion, in my considered opinion, I've seen the inexplicable, excruciating conglomerate. Where is the money? You're just talking. We need to see the money. Before you come and talk, let your money tell us that what you're saying has substance. I want to say something. The world really does not worship God. The world worships money. The world does not worship God. The world worships money. Their heart is money. 
if you want to get the attention of the world, you must have money. Even in your witnessing, let's go, let's talk Christianese. Because of your religion, no one is watching me. Even in your witnessing, there are certain people you cannot enter their office to witness if you don't have substance. Am I talking? There are certain offices you cannot enter if you don't have proper backup. They will not listen to you. The, that God you are talking about, if he's so good, he would have made you at least my level. I should be helping you and you are telling me you, want some, you have something that can change me. What are you talking? The world does not worship God, really. The world worships money. Because there, there are two gods on this world. God and mammon. The world worships mammon. And they will only, you will only have their attention if you can show that mammon is under your feet. When they ask you, what made you like this? My God, they tell you, take us to that God. Why do people go to witch doctors? To get what? Money. Why do people go to sacrifice their children? To get what? Money. Man is willing to do anything for money. You are coming to him without the money. What are you talking? Who will listen? Even me, I will have difficult. I love great difficulty in hearing your revelation. It must work for you. I have this deep revelation. God has just shown it to me. I say, okay, good. Let it work for you. After it has finished, please then come and we talk. So, we must talk about finances. Is that okay? And we must talk about it unashamedly without being intimidated by religious people who think these pastors just want money. What are you? Who do you want you? You want poverty? Oh, these modern prophets, they just want money. You have not seen the old ones. They used to have, <laughs> starting with Jesus. Nonsense. Don't bring me your religion. First listen, get money. After you have money, then come and tell me things. There's a certain vision and certain assignments God cannot give you until your finances are in order. There's certain vision and certain assignments God cannot give you until he knows you're a man who has conquered the financial world. You know, we pretend we don't care about money as we are going to heaven. Oh, oh, oh. But yet when one wicked person enters our church who has money, we give them pulpit. Have you seen that? Oh, as we are going to heaven, we don't care about the things of this world. Then one wicked fellow enters. The service stops. We forget about God. We say, On the pulpit. We lie to ourselves and we lie to our people. So I'll be teaching this week about finances and the body of Christ. And by the end of this week, you'll be delivered because deliverance is preached. Deliverance is 
Jesus said, I have come to preach deliverance to the captives. I am preaching deliverance right now. And every captive is being set free. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. There's a battle. There's a spiritual battle happening over resources. There's a spiritual battle happening over resources. The devil has no trouble if you're saved, if he can keep away your resources. Because he knows you will be ineffective. The devil says, if I've lost the soul, that is fine. If I've, this person is, get, is born again, that is fine. But I will keep away their resources. Why? So that they are ineffective here. Am I talking? Without resources, your salvation becomes ineffective. The amount of work you could have done for God with resources, you will do 0.1% without resources. Okay. This church, we pay one million every month. Eh? Kenya shilling, $10,000. We don't do it by going to pray in those Indians' offices. We have to give actual money. True? True? This chairs, they cost money. We didn't go to a chair shop and say, Rebe, 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 I possess. They'll call security. Hmm? If this church was not here, you'd not be here. Resources were used to make sure you're here. Some of you, if this floor was not tiled, you'd not even enter this church. The way you are slay queen, you look dust. And my fingers, manicure. You come once, you look at the church, you say, I'm delivered. You go home. You say, I will watch on TV. It's true. If you came and found you had put benches here, it would be very difficult for you to be our member. Ah, it's hard. <laughs> and one, you find one Musumari is sitting at Tango Theater. You see, it, it comes out, it has collected your address. The next time you remember church, you say, I'm not going back there. I, I, like, I love PFA, but even here, I'm still a member. I receive inside your bedroom. It takes resources. The gospel is free, but the means to get it to people is not free. See, I hear. That's why God said, my cities through prosperity shall be spread abroad. Even God knew his cities. Do you know the city? What is God's city? Who is God's city? It's you. People say you are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So God says, my city, that is you, will be spread abroad. How? Through prosperity. Zechariah 1.17. Again proclaim, thus says the Lord of hosts, my city shall again spread out through prosperity. And God will again comfort Zion. So how does God comfort Zion? 
God pours resources to it. There's a fight over finances, but the fight is not about the wealth. The fight is about what wealth gives you. Wealth, one, gives you a voice. Say voice. Say voice. Say voice. Wealth gives you what? A voice. You can talk. You know this about, um, especially about uh, your people at home, eh? You know the people are called for meetings. When there's a family meeting, before they arrive, that meeting cannot start. Is this true? There are others, even if they don't come, nobody informs them. They just hear from grapevine, there was a meeting. And the differentiator is what? What is the differentiator? It's money. Kuna watu hata kama kuna meeting Asama uliambia nani Huyo eh, hata sipoambiwa Simukutane tenda tu In fact sometimes They deliberately omit you Asama na usita nani Ako na mashida mingi na hata kuna kitu anasaidia Anaongea tu mingi mingi Too many suggestions but you're not helping What do they mean You don't have means so whatever you're saying is, 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 is a, an irritation to the ears. You understand? You are in the meeting, you want to have an idea, but nobody wants to listen to you because you have nothing to back up that idea. When you say, is there any question? You are the one to ask question. You say, wait, wait. We want to attack a kubaliza mukutan. Why? Because you have nothing. You are asking a question, it's an irritant. It's irritating people. When people see you coming in their home, the wife and husband advises the wife, Mambi elewa tuna pesa. Mimi niko bedroom. Akimaliza, mkimaliza iyo, kama wanawake, niambia nitoke, because... Maybe you're just coming to witness. <laughs> but you've been identified in a certain way. Until the glory of God doesn't show on your face. Somebody's feeling sorry for themselves right now. <laughs> okay, Natasha, I'll stop that line of talk. Let me rescue you. <laughs> I've stopped, I've stopped, I've stopped. Say, Lord, rescue me. By the end of this week, let my story change in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I told you the story of how we went to buy a house. Nilikuwa broke our nyumba. Sema broke our nyumba. Nilikuwa nauza nyumba ya mtu mingine. I wanted to eat where I did not sow. So we went and uh, the, the, the house was far. So we, uh, we walked. We didn't have money for a tuk-tuk. Those days, there were no Uber. 
in Mombasa it was tuktu tuktuk tulitembea sasa tulifika tumejaa vumbi if you know Mombasa is sand eh? where there's no cement is sandy hapo kwa island tulitembea tumejaa vumbi and this days my clothes showed the condition of my pocket look at me like this you know this man he does not have capacity to buy this house that's a mean lianda na mwalimu mwingine at least me i used to teach in university he was a primary school teacher he was worse than i am so i used to i look i'm the one who looked like i had some little something that ulifika to the caretaker was the one in charge of selling the house tumekuja tumekuja kununua hii nyumba tumesikia iko on sale hata you know he was I felt sorry for myself. Hata akusimama kwenye alikuwa he was taking tea. They know this small two cups. They have this small where they take tea. He crossed his legs. He's the caretaker. He's not the owner. I felt bad. Okay. And if you know caretakers in Mombasa they're not too bright. So see me I have degrees upon degrees this man my education didn't mean dot si tumekuja kununua nyinyi eti mm nyinyi eh ni sisi tumekuja kununua you know there was no vehicle that iliguruma nje you know when money is coming there must be a nice sound outside first of all is that true you can tell money is about to enter the house hakuna hakuna gari iliguruma nje tulikuja tumejaa vumbi tume you know the heat of Mombasa have sweated and the man was on like uh, what do you call this the second floor uh, uh, there was a roof on the second uh, rooftop nilikuwa nimeka hapo mm ninyi mnataka kununua tengoja he came out he came out with a dog <laughs> the way is scattered from that. <laughs> scattered from that place a true story I said in my heart I must do whatever it takes to get some money. Without money I ever born again you are nobody listens to anything you have to say. This is a caretaker probably didn't even finish. We met outside with my friend. Tumeponea chupu chupu. So I started blaming him. Wewe ukuongea na watu kabla tufike you are putting us in trouble <laughs> we broke and kazingumu i'm telling you the truth if you see a broker who has made money take your hats off to them i tried i didn't make anything the good news is say good news say good news wealth is spiritual this is very good news because if you can plug into spirituality you know you have hope wealth is spiritual it's not a function of hard work even though hard work is needed are we talking it is not a function of um tribe it is not a function of education even though you need to go to school wealth is bestowed spiritual is a function of what you call the blessing say the blessing say the blessing say the blessing 
Another word for the blessing is grace. When you know this, then you know even for me there is hope. Right now I can go and make a good discussion with that fellow, but I know he's not there anymore. I'll just go and curse him. Because now, I will repay, says the Lord. The fight over wealth is not really a fight about you having wealth or not having it. It's about what wealth gives you. One is a voice. Say a voice. Say wealth gives me a voice. Wealth gives me a voice. Wealth gives me a voice. The dream to save Egypt, God could only give it to Pharaoh. I am sure before God visited Pharaoh, he looked among his people whom he could deposit this dream upon, but nobody had the capacity to handle this dream. So God had to go to a heathen. All his people were poor. They had no capacity to save a nation. They were all thinking small. Say here. Say here. So God has to deliver his dream to Pharaoh. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, it is only the influence of money that allowed his body to be taken from the cross by Joseph of Arimathea and be buried in a tomb. This, there was a prophecy about Jesus that he will be buried in a fresh, a virgin tomb, a tomb that has not been used by anybody. But whoever had that tomb had to have money. You could not get a tomb of your own if you're poor. All the disciples combined with all their prayer could not remove him. Uh, now when evening had come, Matthew 27, 57. Now when evening had come, there came a which man? Which kind of man? Why didn't they say Nathaniel or one of the disciples whom Jesus loved or Peter was cutting people's ears? Here they could not manage. Why? Because they, don't have, they didn't have the resources for it. See, I hear. There's some things God cannot direct you to do if your pocket is um, fudu fudu. If heavy. So your pocket must develop. I said your pocket must develop. Your pocket must have capacity to handle God's vision. In Jesus' name. The good thing is, you have a prophet, and the riches is a function of the prophetic. The Bible says, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. Some says, okay, prophet means you're a man of God. Even a pastor can, okay, I don't know about that one, that one, no. Maybe it's also true, but me, it says prophet. I'm just quoting Bible. <laughs> Doesn't say believe in your bishop. Don't, don't worry, I'm being cheeky. Please forgive me. Spiritus Sancti. Amen. 
<laughs> the Lord be with you. Lift up your hands. Okay. Wealth gives you choices. Number two. Wealth will give you choices. There are people now who are serving God because they have no choice. Poverty has driven them to God. You will know their true character the day they get some money. It's true now. They are on their knees kwa sababu ya mashida. Siku shida itatoka utajua ni wakina nani. The pride will see. Hey, I cannot go to that church. You know when you reach our level you must also upgrade churches. Everything must upgrade. It's not true. It's pride that has entered somebody. There are people who are in God's service because they have not touched money. The moment they touch money, their hearts, money will steal their hearts. It's true. They will no longer enter church again. They say, okay, you know, there's a certain amount of time a church should take beyond which too much of something also, you know, when will I wash my car? It is this day that I wash my car. I want to take my family out to sauna. And this man is that church. We love PFA, but to preach up to five. <laughs> so me, I give. I give. I support. I support the God. I love God, so I support God's work. You know, money entered. You know, money entered. The day there was no money, they were here at 7 a.m. Oh, God of PFA, do something. God of PFA. Everybody has left their back on the altar. Oh, God of PFA. Uh -huh. God of PFA did something. Now you found voice. Now you discovered you have only 24 hours in a day. And there's so many business deals to be done. Hmm? We are in church. We have four phones. All of them are ringing. I'll call you in Kokanisa. I'll call you. I'm calling you back. Then you forgot to switch off one. In one corner. These people, they cannot let me rest. The God is blessing me from all corners. I'm coming back. You go take a phone call for one hour. By the time you come back, service is over. Imeisha. Hey, okay. What happened? Money entered. Took your heart. Money gives you choices. When you see a man with money and they are still serving God, that man is truly humble. Eh? You see a man with money and money solves people. Do you know the reason the churches in the Europe are dying? Because people have money. They don't see need for Do you know why churches in Africa is growing? <laughs> when we reach that level, we will see who will remain standing. We will remain standing. 
When he gives you what? Money now allows you to choose God because of God. Money allows you to choose God because of God. And not schedule your business meetings at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Ntaenda church, lakini ukifika nipigie, ntaona vile ntajipanga. Kuona vile unajipanga means you leave service. To go serve money. So here. Money gives you? Money gives you choices so that you don't also have to serve the devil. There are people who serve the devil. Do you know most people don't enter into prostitution by choice? Something drives them there. It's called poverty. So here. I was being told stories of um, some ladies who do, who do fish in Dunga Beach in Kisumu. So the fishermen come, but because these women are poor and the husbands died, they, they have to comply with the demands so that they eat for that day. They cast poverty out of your life forever. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. Whatsoever you are doing, God must prosper it so that you are on top in Jesus' name. The biggest fight concerning money is not really a fight for the money, it's a fight for time. Say time. time. Say time. time. Say time. time. The only thing that people have the same of everybody is what? Is what? The Bible says time and chance happens to everyone, to all. Time and chance happens to all. So because everybody has 24 hours in a day to do what they want to do, and because our destiny is measured in terms of time. What is the measurement unit of destiny? Time. Destiny is equated to what you did with your time. Destiny is equated to what you did with your time. So the enemy will use money to occupy or the search of money to occupy your time. The enemy will use the search for money to occupy your time. Mainly so that you will not have time for God. So every day is a rat race. You are looking for the next dollar. You don't have time for God. Even the time you want to give for God, one Indian says you must report to work on Sunday. And really you have no choice. You don't have time for God. Everything of God takes... Everything of God takes what? Time. It takes time to know God. You cannot know God microwave-wise. God is a God of process. Say process. Say process. And that process can only happen if you give God time. But time is what you don't have. Why? Because people must eat. Rent must be paid. School fees must be paid. Children, the school transport must be paid. 
your hair must be made, fake hair must be bought. <laughs> you can tell I have something against fake things. Eh? <laughs> and all these things take what? Money. So what do you give in exchange for money? Time. So you don't have time for God. That's why you must have sufficient resources so that you can be able to set aside what? Time for God. And this week, we are learning kingdom principles for breaking into abundance. Is that okay? Kingdom? I'm talking about what I know. I have been without money. And also I've been with? Hey, there was a time I used to walk looking down like this, believing God I'm going to pick 200 bob or something, because there was nothing. Wake up, God, as I go out of this door, before I reach so-so place, make sure somebody has dropped some money for me or an angel put there. This was my strategy. You're talking and now you've been there also. So I'm walking. Mm -hmm. If I see some funny looking paper, I kick a check if there's... If my hope is there. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> You'll not be poor <laughs> forever. And I was still serving God. Eh? I was still preaching. It's not like I was a hidden. So it is one thing to be born again. It's one thing to have grace for wealth. So the fight for wealth is the fight for destiny. And destiny with a function of time. Number two, the fight for wealth is a fight for soul. The devil is willing to give you wealth, but you must exchange it for your soul. The Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but loses his soul. So the devil is willing to give you wealth, but he will require you literally exchange it for your soul. He can even give you the whole world. He promised Jesus. He promised Jesus the whole world and all his riches if he will give his soul. He said, all these riches of the world I will give you, all these kingdoms of the world I will give you with their glory. Glory means riches. If you will but bow down and worship me. So there, there's a demonic way of getting wealth. And that is in exchange for your? In exchange for your? You give your soul. First, they don't start by asking you your soul. They ask, start by asking for the soul of somebody else. Once you're used to giving soul of others. Have you, have, have you heard of people sacrificing others for wealth? So soul can be exchanged for wealth. Okay. Souls, S-O-U-L. It can be exchanged for wealth. So the demon, demonic things, altars or covenants will ask you to exchange the soul of somebody else for wealth. Probably mostly people you love. Is that okay? Eventually, they will come for your own soul. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his 
soul. But it is God who gives you wealth and you keep your soul. He says, beloved, I wish above all else that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul is prospering. So even God recognizes that wealth is a function of the soul. Wealth is tied to the prosperity of your soul. Kingdom wealth. Demonic wealth is tied to you losing your soul. Exchanging your soul. So there are people here. They have shed blood. They are rich, but they know they got it by shedding of blood. They shed blood. A lot of this is done by at the hospitals, I told you the other time, where people buy umbilical cords. Eh? They buy what? Umbilical cords for babies. Then they go and exchange the destinies of those babies. On the day they are born, the destiny is already corrupt. Somebody already collected their... That's why you need deliverance. God must rescue you. Say, God must rescue me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God must rescue me. Third John 1-2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So God will allow you to prosper and also your soul prosper. The devil will allow you to prosper but he will collect your soul in exchange. The principal agency for wealth delivery in the kingdom of God is wisdom. God delivers wealth to his people on the platform of wisdom. On the platform of wisdom. So wealth is not really a function. You should not pray for wealth. You should pray for wisdom. Because when you have wisdom, you'll have two things. One, wealth and riches. And two, long life. Long life is not a function of prayer. It's a function of wisdom. Wealth is not a function of prayer. It's a function of wisdom. So if you don't pray for wisdom, God will not give you wealth. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. In all you're getting, get understanding. Then he says this wisdom will give you an ornament of grace. And a crown of glory. Yes, she will place on your head an ornament of grace. A crown, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Next verse. Now, if you go to verse 3, chapter 3, it says, riches, wealth and riches are on the right hand, long life. On one hand, it comes to wealth and riches. On the other hand, it comes to the long life. This is a combination that you want. 
Okay, you don't want a lot of wealth you accumulate and then you die. You understand that? When God is blessing you with wealth and riches, you should also ask for what? For long life. Don't be like the man Jesus talked about who says, my bands are now full. Is that okay? There's a man who was blessed with wealth and riches. He says, my bands are full, everything, so my soul relax. Make merry, enjoy yourself because you have all the wealth that you need. God said you are a fool. Because tonight, your soul is required of you. So he had already gathered all the wealth when it's now a time to enjoy the wealth he died. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand, riches and honor. So wisdom will give you length of days and riches. You need both in order to be able to enjoy what God is giving you. The Bible says the man to whom God gives riches and the ability to enjoy the riches, this is the gift of God. So when you ask God for wisdom, God will enable you to create wealth and also live a long life. If you don't ask God for wisdom, you can create wealth, but the creation of that wealth, you die in the process. Have you seen people, who their business gives them ulcers, they, they get sick. Most wealthy people are sick. Why? The process of creating that wealth destroyed their health. So when it is time to enjoy the wealth, they are too sick. They are told, okay, from today, no salt. No salt, no sugar, no fat, no meat. You must eat vegetable boiled in water only. Huh? <laughs> and then what was the whole point? <laughs> what is the whole point? So they lose their health, they lose their family because they exceed their family twice a year. They are busy in business meetings, Malaysia, where? Where, where, where? As for every man to whom God gives has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. God must give you this gift this week. The ability to create wealth and the ability to enjoy the wealth you have created in Jesus' precious name. Most people who are not born again who accumulate wealth. It is others who enjoy their wealth. Them they never enjoy. They are too sick or too worried or too... They are always looking behind their back because they swindled somebody. They are here. They are here. So in our prayer for wealth, we must pray for a baptism of wisdom. In our prayer for wealth, we must pray for a baptism of wisdom. God must release and common wisdom to us. Solomon was asked, what do you want after he gave a sacrifice? He says, do you want the head of your enemies? Do you want great riches? Do you want lands? What do you want? Solomon said, I want. I want what? Because Solomon understood that if you get wisdom, all these other things that he was being offered, you will also get them. So here. He said, if I, he thought, if I asked for great wealth, maybe my life will be short. I will not enjoy it. If I ask for the head of my enemies, I will kill them, but I will remain poor. If I, 
So the only thing that could give him everything that he needed was? Was what? Was what? Now, God in his wisdom has made wisdom an askable thing. He said, if you don't have wisdom, what must you do? What do you have to do? You don't even have to go to Jerusalem. <laughs> you just have to ask. God in his wisdom has made wisdom available just for the asking. He said, if you don't have wisdom, you just ask and God will give you liberally and he will not look at your faults when he's giving. So tonight, let there be a reign of wisdom. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives to all liberally? He gives to how many people? He gives to how many people? All liberally and without reproach. And it will be given him. So it's a promise of God. If you don't have wisdom, ask him. He guarantees that he will give it to you. Say, I now understand. Say, I now understand. So God never really gives people wealth. God gives people the power to get wealth. The Bible says, you shall remember the Lord your God who gives you the power to get wealth. That power to get wealth is wisdom. God will give you a baptism of wisdom tonight. You are being baptized in uncommon wisdom tonight. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. Now, people don't pay you because you need to be paid. People will pay you because you solve a problem. So after you ask God for wisdom, start to appreciate problems. Problems are an invitation of God to you to be rich. I vowed to be rich because somebody chased me with a dog. A Swahili fellow who could not even talk English. Okay, Father, I forgive this gentleman. Is that okay? Problems, when you pray to God to elevate your life, God always schedules a Goliath. Especially if that elevation is financial. Are you listening to me? Because money will not come to you until you have you have shown value. You have shown what? You have shown what? Do you know you are not here because this church is very beautiful? You are here because I give value. Uh, I give value. That's why I come I know you are not going anywhere. Even if you go, it is your loss. Because the value you find here, you will not find it anywhere. I work hard. I research. Yesterday I slept at four. Just researching. Listening to various men of God, reading the Bible, reading journals, reading what? The things I've read about wealth, Banange. Just to come and give you value. Is that okay? 
value. You will not come here and say, you're blessed. You're bl How? You must show me the mechanics of my being blessed. I have had your blessed since I was in Form 1. Up to now, I'm still suffering. I need to change now. It is not about one more, you're blessed, boy. <gasps> you're blessed. How many of these have you heard that you're still in the same situation? Something must change. We must now learn the mechanics of this thing. How does it work from grass? What are the foundation? How do we build this until it comes into my life? No, no, no. You're not blessed because somebody yelled it. You're blessed because you work out the mechanics of the thing. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. Say, God gives me power to get wealth. He doesn't give me wealth. He gives me power to get wealth. Why does God give you power to get wealth? Because God requires your participation in the wealth getting. You can't just sit and expect wealth to fall from heaven. You said. I connect into the wealth of that person. It must come to me. No, no, no. You must build a bridge. There is nothing that is abundant on this earth more than money. Everybody has some. Uh, okay, not everybody has fake nails. Eh? But everybody has money. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone has fake teeth, but everybody has some. So the most abundant commodity on earth is what? The problem is, how do you collect it from one person to you without violence? Because it's not that money is not there. It is there in abundance. It's just not with you enough. So you need to create a bridge that creates a potential difference. No potential difference well, that allows current to flow. You must create a financial potential difference that allows money to flow from one heathen to you without the heathen feeling bad. In fact, the heathen will be happy to release this money. And that potential difference is called value. It's called what? Value. Say value. value. Say value. value. Say value. value. Say value. What is value to you is not necessarily value to your client. People, you must learn how the world thinks because the world has a, a very upside down value system. You listen to me? How do I know? The people who are paid the most are um, nonsense singers. The people who get the little money are people who are researching for the medicine for AIDS. I read somewhere, we need now vaccine for corona. We need vaccine, we need vaccine. They say, why don't you go and ask uh, Eminem? You give him all your money. Now it has come to, rubber has come to the road. Eh? So you must learn the value system of the world is not what you would expect. It's not logical. It's not what? 
the value system of the world is not logical. Like me here, I save lives. Rich people don't give me millions. It's true. If I was here singing naked, I would get more, a lot more money. Do you know that? If my job was to come here, put, put um, a shot that is torn at the bat and uh, wave that bat around and put it on TV, I would trend. It's true. Because people's value system is funny. The other day I saw this in Barambra. <laughs> the man is now more celeb than we are. Because he mounted a cow. It's true. The man saw a cow, he jumped on it. He saw a tree, he jumped on it. Then he saw, hey, people liked it. <laughs> then he chose other people. And also jumped on it. I'm not going there. But people's value system is skewed. Is what? So in offering your value, you must take this into account. Your own value system, according to Christianity, must, might not be necessarily be the world's value system. But the money you're looking for is in the world. Okay. So I must offer value. Say I must offer value. Say I must offer value. Which means whatever it is you're doing, you must believe God for wisdom to be very good at it. Whatever it is you choose to, you choose to do, you must believe God for wisdom to be extremely good at it. Don't think God is going to open doors for you because you did something with mediocrity. God is an excellent God. Your proposal must be excellent. You have your own brain, then you have the intelligence of Christ. Why can't you write something good? Why do you write funny things? He have come. What is he have come? What is this? And then you expect God to now bless your nonsense. No, 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 no. Say I must be good. Say I must be good. The book of Proverbs chapter 24 says, By wisdom, a house is built. By wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. And by knowledge, it is filled with furniture. So your wisdom must lead you to understanding, and your understanding must lead you to knowledge. The anointing of God and the grace of God over your life must result in you knowing more about your area. Not praying all day and giving mediocre work. I'm not against prayer. I pray a lot more than you. Proverbs 24.3 Through wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So the wisdom God is baptizing you with now must lead to your getting more understanding. The understanding you get must lead you to getting more knowledge. Which means the wisdom you get today must now allow you to organize a comprehensive study program. 
I decided if I'm going to be a preacher, nobody who is not preach, who is preaching part-time will preach better than me. If I'm doing this full-time and somebody is doing this 50% of the, how can they be better than me? I must resign. They will not be better. I will spend time. I will read. I have over a thousand books on my phone. I read. I said, nobody who is coming to, who is just popping his nose and going out, who is preaching and also is teaching somewhere. Now he must preach better. I will not agree. You, you want to sell what? You have no market research. You don't even know who is. And now God must bless you. Papa, do something, do something. My business is going down. Why? It is not always witchcraft. Sometimes it's your laziness and stupidity. Stupidity is not a demon. It can be removed by knowledge. There's no tablet for it. You must go and read. Say here. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So don't just sell shoes because you so and so it's also selling find out, do I have market for it? This value I want to bring, is it also value to my client? Or is it just value to you? Sit down, have a conversation with God. This baking that I'm baking, what must I do so that one Swahili hidden somewhere does not bake better than I do? Your house will be filled with riches and all pleasant things through the knowledge that you're putting in. It is not always you need to fast more. It is not always you need to pray more. Sometimes you need to stop being stupid and just do correct things. Is that okay? Is that okay? I see you going to the top. I said I see you going to the top. I see you going to the top. In the name of Jesus. I see you going to the top. In the name of Jesus. You want to run a big company. You have zero knowledge of accounting. How are you going to do it? Okay, tell me. By what mystery? Are you going to balance your books? You don't know... The column, you, you know nothing. I'm the, what, ask, what do you want? I want a, a business worth 100 million. I say, uh -huh. Nothing can grow beyond its structures. No building can grow beyond its structures. We can tell you are about to build a multi-story building by the structures you are putting on the ground. You can also tell you are going to this thing, even though you are calling it multi-stories, Kibanda. By the structures on the ground. Kibanda, you don't need anything. Just go slash somewhere and start making holes. True? I'm building Gorofa. If you do that and you tell someone you're building Gorofa, say you, you'll hurt yourself. Because if you put stories on this thing, it will fall. Am I talking? If you're going to go to the top, Make sure your foundation can hold the top. 
Christians sometimes are superstitious. You put in foundation of Kibanda and you expect God somehow to magically turn it into a four-story building. It will not happen. Ten years from today, it will still be Kibanda and you'll be very disappointed with God when it is you who failed to put structures in place. They're here. Tomorrow, I'm teaching on the covenant dimension of wealth. Say covenant dimension of wealth. Covenant dimension of wealth. Um, prepare a sacrifice, your offering. Shandi Makarabi Mantaraba Sona Matila Karina Dubia Sini Mandi to Mikanda Lemi Parodiasi Shana Mananana Surisanana. Going to give offering, then after that we shall pray. Can we pray a bit? Want to pray for 10, ten minutes? It's 8 o'clock now. Then he shall release you. Anita Zikana Our singular prayer point today will be a baptism of wisdom. Is what? Is what? We must see wisdom working in your life this week. Do you know how wisdom will begin to work in your, in your life? There are some friends you will begin to block. Ah. There are some friends you will begin to block because they are a drain on your spiritual life, on your money, on your what? Block. Is that okay? Their ideas is always how you spend your money, not how you build some more money. They have great ideas and good places where you spend. Let's go to Naivasha. You are paying. Let's go to Kikope. You are? Let's go to Kajiado. You are? Ah. Block. You are not Mother Teresa. Neither you, Father Teresa, Father Christmas. Rich people value money. Is that okay? They value? Poor people call them mean. This man is so mean, yet he is rich. No, you are the one who is lazy and you want his wealth. You don't know what it took him to accumulate. Imagine I'm suffering like this, yet my uncle is living in Nairobi. He drives four cars. He can't even give me one. Eh? He must now give you your lazy butt. The, the, when he gives you, the next day there's mud in that thing, you have knocked it, you, now you have a police case. No, uncle, that vehicle you gave me, uh -huh. so if I'm the uncle, I keep my vehicle, because I know if I give you, I'm just adding problems, your, your structures. You'll knock this thing, you'll go to police station, I will now be involved in a case, which I must now pay for. Uh, say I must change my mind. 
I must change the way I think. Say, nobody owes me anything. When you get this thing inside your head, you will get up and take responsibility for your own prosperity. Say, no one owes me anything. So you must look to God. Is that okay? No, people blame others for their poverty. How can I be suffering like this? My auntie, she, she works for you and I saw her pay slip. She earns 800,000. So, it's her money. So, your own bitterness, it's towards somebody because they are wealthy. No. You must take responsibility. It rains, the Bible says God is just. It rains on the wicked and the righteous. So, God gives everybody condition to prosper. If you have not, it means there's a certain law of God that has not been implemented in your life. Go discover it, implement, you'll prosper. No, it is because me, my parents died before I finished school. So this is why, uh -huh, uh -huh. you are passing the responsibility to another party. This is why you're not, you are behaving like Adam. You're passing the responsibility to somebody else. So that you don't have the, to, to rise up and take. The day you realize it's up to me and God, you will move forward. But the day you blame everybody else around you, you will remain in that condition. It is because uh -huh, in school the headmaster hated me. Uh -huh. It is because uh -huh, I was sick for six months. In 1994. So, God is still God for everybody. You must wake up and take responsibility. This week things are changing. Okay. This way. This week things are changing. In Jesus' name. God will help you, but He will not do it for you.